My name is Rachel, and I'm the perfectly imperfect housewife. Hopefully, you've listened to the last episode and are working on your budget to stop those leaks, which is even more important now as fuel prices and interest rates are increasing here in the UK quite substantially. If you've missed that episode, please give it a listen. Now, let's tackle the food budget and plan those menus. We spoke about making lunches to take to work to reduce our outgoings in the last podcast. But we have to allow for this in our food budget so that we can shop effectively for that. So now you need a simple table for seven days. And each meal, you can use a spreadsheet for this. They're normally free on your device or just draw one on a piece of paper. I use a chalkboard in our kitchen. That works for us. If you haven't done this before, it's going to seem daunting, but keep going, you've got this. Breakfast. Just simply write down what you and your family members have for breakfast. Lunch. Again, write this down, but this will be what you are making to take to work, send to school, or just lunches during the week. Dinner. This gets a bit harder. On a spare piece of paper, write down seven things you like to cook. Then seven things that you eat, but they're a bit harder to cook. Then seven things that you like to eat, but you'd rarely cook. The things you like to cook are normally the things you find the easiest or your family really enjoys. The things that are a bit harder to cook are the things that maybe you could do on your day off work or when you've got a little bit more time. And the rarely, these are things you find harder. They take more time, more prep, or you haven't practiced. So put these in just a couple of times a month. Remember, the more you make something, the easier it gets. If you have kids in the household, It's great fun to have a baking day with them too. It gets them away from the screens and can be great fun, even if if it's a bought cake or cookie mix. The point is to have fun and make memories. Some of the best times I can remember as a child was baking with one of my grandmothers. It was done at weekends, but I was so proud of those jam tarts. Every family member had to have one, even if they didn't like them. They had to have one. But back to the point before I wander off down memory lane again. Okay, so out of those 21 meals, we should be able to fill in what's for dinner each evening for one week. Just repeat this process for another three weeks and you have a rolling menu. In our household, we do fake away Friday. That replaces a takeaway. So maybe a Chinese, Indian or pizza night. With a bit of preparation, these are normally relatively quick meals, but they can save us up to £40-£50 compared to ordering in. Also, make a snack planner, especially if you have those younger members in the family. You can do snack bags or boxes per younger member. As you can clearly state that this is the snacks they're allowed for one day. This works with teenagers too. 
If you've never done menu planning before, or are practising your cooking skills, then you should try and stick to the process for a few months quite rigidly. If you've done this before, then you know how to swap out things with similar ingredients. A great hack to this system is making sure you have cake and biscuits for after your evening meal. This allows you to slightly reduce the portion size of the main meal, but still feel satisfied. I have a biscuit recipe that I make and cool it in the fridge in a roll, slice it into individual biscuits and then I freeze them like that. This allows me just to take out a few at a time, bake them, add them to packed lunches or have after a meal. They're good for snack time as well. Now we have the meals planned out, we need to make the shopping list, taking everything into account. What you need to think of is what can be stored in a cupboard or freezer and these can be part of a monthly shop. The important part to this is only buying what is needed and will be eaten. This way we reduce waste and spend less money. When it comes to shopping for a menu, it is better if you can do as few visits to the shops as possible. This is because every time we go into a shop, we are tempted to buy extras. That's what shops do. And remember, the whole point of this again is to reduce the waste and to reduce what we spend. I have four types of shopping. I do bulk food shopping. This includes cleaning items as well and things that can be stored for a longer time. I have a monthly butcher's shop. I freeze my meat in meal size portions. I have monthly groceries. These things that can be stored for a month or I need to replenish in my pantry. And then weekly groceries. This is things like fresh milk, fruit and vegetables. Now, this is where it starts to get a bit more advanced. I take one day a month, normally, after my monthly shop and make freezer meals like lasagna, cottage pie or pizza dough. Over time I've collected oven dishes and reusable containers that can go in the freezer so that I don't have to keep buying one's one-use containers. Instead of bulk cooking one day though, there are lots of meals that you can easily make an extra one when preparing it as an evening meal and freeze one. So this is a good idea in your menu if you have say lasagna week one and lasagna week three. Why not make two in week one? Give yourself a break in week three, just take it out the freezer, put it in the oven. As I said, these meals, they just slide into my menu when I'm going to be very busy, I want a night off, or maybe I fancy a pizza but don't have takeaway money. Or I just don't want to spend that money. There is a whole host of meals that can be made ahead and frozen if you have the freezer space. These can be meals in bags that can just be thrown in the slow cooker or the Instapot. 
Other veg, such as root vegetables, cauliflower and broccoli, takes a little more time to process, as you have to parboil before freezing, but it's not complicated and can be a lifesaver if you need a quick meal, or encouraging the non-cooks in the household to help out. If you have the space to store extra foods or bread, you can take advantage of reduced prices when you go shopping. I started my journey with a fairly standard fridge freezer and soon upgraded to a large American style fridge freezer and chest freezer as the benefits were worth the cost. And I've actually saved more than I initially spent on either of them. Sometimes the long term savings are worth it. Now bread, yes, I'm going to mention making it. Over the years, I've become a competent cook, but bread was never something I thought I could do. But I was wrong. After trying some recipes, I found a few recipes that we like, but the most used recipe in my household is for bread buns. When I have a day I'm in the house, I will make the bread as it's time-consuming due to the resting between the different stages. But other times, I buy and freeze bread, because I know the value of just being kind to myself. Okay, so we have the menus done. The shopping list is ready. Before you race out to get everything, you need to take a look in your store cupboard for things you already have, and don't forget condiments, oils and herbs. By using meal plan method, you should be able to budget better and even have some budget left as you're not wasting food. If this is the case, try to use this spare money to add to your store foods, such as tins, dried rice, pastas, seasonings and herbs. Building a food store without a pantry, this can be done with underbed storage boxes or plastic box in a cupboard somewhere. Just remember, when you go shopping, rotate your foods out of your storage. Storing shelf-stable foods helps out times of emergency. At the start of the pandemic, I was able to make meals from the pantry and freezer for about three or four months, and probably could have managed another two if necessary. But that was years in the planning to be able to achieve that. And I was using things like powdered milk. It's not necessary, but it comes in handy, especially for rice puddings or cheese sauces. On the subject of cheese, that can also be frozen, grated, in portions or vacuum packed in the block and stored in the fridge. It lengthens the life of that block of cheese. This brings me back to bulk buying. If you do have the space to store foods, this is a great money saver. I actually work into my long-term budget, two trips per year to Costco, as I know I can store some food, cleaning and beauty products. This saves me more money over the year that I get to invest in other things like holidays or days out. Now. I know this is another big change, but just remember, we are perfectly imperfect, and it takes practice. Like everything, as every household is different.
This should help you to take control of your meal drama. And in doing that, we save money and time. You will start to notice a theme in these steps around budget and time, where we are looking to gain more of both as you get more into it. Thank you again for joining me, and I hope these podcasts are helpful. Please join me next time. Be kind to yourself until we speak again. Goodbye.